The following program contains adult content. It is not suitable for anyone under the age of 18. This content is not safe for work. If you are a pearl clutcher, a prude, or a pious type, just don't listen. Welcome to There Are No Nice Guys, a podcast about divorce, dating, sex, and what happens when single women realize that there are no nice guys. I am your host, Laura Coronado. Thank you for joining me. You're listening to season two of There Are No Nice Guys, a podcast about divorce, dating, sex, and what happens when single women realize there are no nice guys. My name is Laura Coronado, and I am your host, and thank you for joining me. This is actually part two of a three-part series that I'm calling Being Sexy. And the first part was last week, and I interviewed Lindsley Allen who is a burlesque dancer and choreographer from Cherry Boom Boom. So today I will be interviewing my good friend, Stacey Frazier, who was on two episodes uh, last season for season one. Um, she was on our premiere episode. Um, and then again, I brought her back to discuss dating and hand jobs. So Stacy is back and we're talking about being sexy today and what that means and the tips that she has for us as a boudoir photographer. And I've talked about this several times before where I have done a boudoir photography shoot with my friend Stacy and how it transformed my life and how I see myself and how I embrace and accept and own my sexiness. So a lot of that had to do with uh, Stacy um, coaching me and helping me feel sexy and um, losing my inhibitions, um, losing any issues I might have with being sexy because I have had issues with that. And I talk about this in the interview with um, Stacy coming up about um, this word we use slut to describe a woman like myself, to describe a woman who is bold and sexy and some of us just are sort of incapable of hiding our sexiness and our sex appeal. Um, I myself have tried to subdue that, uh, downplay it, especially in a professional setting or any type of environment where I want to be taken seriously. I have been known uh, to sort of downplay my sexiness. Um, there really isn't anything I can do. I mean, I can wear a fucking turtleneck. And I'm still going to be coming, coming off as though I'm sexy. That's just me and who I am and how I am. And whether you're like me, where that sex appeal is just fucking out there, or you're someone who um, it naturally is subdued, it naturally is just sort of hidden, um, like a little secret, like a little mystery within you. Um, I think this is an important episode for all of us to own and understand and embrace our sexiness and our sex appeal. And that's why I wanted to do this three-part series. I want us as women to feel encouraged and supported and emboldened to um, embrace and show off our sex appeal 
or sexiness. And so I brought Stacy in to basically coach you guys, much in the way she coached me and she coaches her other photography subjects. Um, and so I want you to follow her tips and her advice and and to um, actually give these things a try. Um, you'll see in the interview, uh, we even talk about a few sort of exercises and mantras that you can do to help build up your confidence and your feelings of being sexy. So again, thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us. Please pay close attention and know that you can always come back and listen again if you feel like you've missed something and take some fucking notes, (laughs) even if they're mental ones. And yes, let's learn more about being sexy from my friend, Stacey Frazier, boudoir photographer from Haute Shots. Thanks for listening to There Are No Nice Guys, a podcast about divorce, dating, sex, and what happens when single women realize there are no nice guys. I have brought back a single woman who is fabulous and sexy and gorgeous and who was on my premiere episode, so season one of last season, and she was also in uh, episode six. And so it is my friend, Stacy Frazier. She is a boudoir photographer and her business is called Haute Shots. Stacy, thanks for being back again. Thanks for having me back, Laura. I am so glad you're returning. Um, I think people really connected with you. Like after that premiere episode, I did get feedback from people going, oh my God, I love Stacy. Oh, that's um, nice. And I had so many people also inquire about your services as a boudoir photographer. Now, as we're recording this right now, we are still in the midst of a pandemic. Um, The country is starting to slowly open back up. Um, So right before we went to quarantine, I had like about four or five different women who were like, give me Stacey's info. I have to do a boudoir photography shoot. I've got to do this. I've got to do this. And then we freaking go into quarantine. Mm-hmm. And you know, which completely shuts your business down. So that sucks. Oh, um, sucks. But hopefully, as we start to open back up, hopefully, as the casinos start to open back up, because of course, many of your sessions are done inside these beautiful suites um, at the casinos and the hotels. Um, hopefully, those women who express that interest, and I will be sure to get back to them, Stacey, and make sure that they contact you and book their appointments because they were so interested prior to the pandemic. Thank you. Well, I cannot think of a better way to celebrate our freedom from this pandemic. I mean, for me personally, I've been sitting around my house, just like Mm -hmm. not, you know, looking kind of frumpy, not real Mm -hmm. happy about (laughs) all of that, uh, eating Mm -hmm. too much pasta and sugar (laughs) and things I don't normally eat. Mm -hmm. So, and, you know, not doing my makeup, not doing my hair. Although let's be honest, I have done it a few times. So, um, (laughs) but only to try to make myself feel better, but nothing can compare to having a boudoir shoot to just feel sexy again and alive. And like, I exist, I'm here. Somebody sees me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, as I recall, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, I think you've been doing, you've you've had hot shots in your business. What is it? 10 years or 12 years? It's been over 10 years. Yeah. It's been over 10 years. 
Um, and you have returning clients. Am I correct? Like you have people who are like, I've got to come back and do this again. I do, which was a surprise to me. I thought this would be a one-time experience for people, mm-hmm. but they mm-hmm. love it so much that they keep coming back. And it's it's so wonderful for me. And each shoot is completely different. We bring out different parts of their personality, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. play up on their fantasies, all of that. Mm-hmm. It truly is a treat because I've gone through it with you before, which mm-hmm. I want to talk about in a moment. But before there, before we get there, from what I understand, before you became a boudoir photographer, you were in graphic design school. Oh, or were you well, working as a graphic designer? I was a graphic designer, but I did go to school for graphic design. And and, mm-hmm. and I actually think that that led me to this career, but I mm-hmm. didn't know it at the time because all of my assignments I would turn in, like we had to do like a comp of a, a CD design, an album design. Mm, fun. And a lot of my, a lot of my work would feature women who were topless or, you know, the female form, because I think the <laughs> female form is like the most beautiful subject in art. Oh, and, sure. and they even had to have a meeting amongst all of the faculty about, because of my work, about mm. uh, what their views on pornography was, what constituted <gasps> porn or not. So Stacey, yeah, but I did not get in trouble. Were you, were you? Oh, so you didn't get in trouble, but you made no. them worry? I made them have to think a little harder, which is a huge <laughs> win for me. <laughs> so I don't need to stereotype. I'm going to stereotype. I'm stereotyping. Were these people who were concerned, mainly men? No, there were some, really? some women there, but this was okay. also in Texas. So, oh. you know. Well, that explains it. We can stereotype Texas because I'm from Texas. I'm thinking that either you're from Texas or you live there as well. I was born in Texas and then I moved back as an adult for a brief moment in time. And that's where I actually went to As Texas women, we're allowed to stereotype Texas. And that sounds like a typical Texas thing. Does Uh this constitute pornography because she put a beautiful figure of a woman on her CD cover assignment. <laughs> mm-hmm. But hey, they progressed because of me. Yay! Oh, that's nice. That's really good. <laughs> I know. So, okay, so you went to graphic design school and then you spent some years working as a graphic designer, but then how do you make a switch over to boudoir photography? Well, so I, as a graphic designer, I was actually working at uh, Canyon Ranch at the Venetian as their graphic designer. And yes, and oh, I think it was the first week they handed me a camera and said I had to take a photo of one of their treatment rooms to be Mm -hmm. featured in a magazine. And I thought, wait, what? I'm not a photographer, but okay, here we go. And then, uh, you know, everything that I do, I want it to be the best. Mm -hmm. So I started getting really serious about photography and I taught myself Mm -hmm. everything I needed to know. And I would practice on my coworkers and friends. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And I noticed I leaned more towards sexy photographs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And people started asking me uh, to do sexy photographs of them for their boyfriends or their husbands. Mm-hmm. And I was blogging all of this. And before you knew it, perfect strangers were asking me to do their shoots. And I knew I had a business and I got legal really quick. Mm-hmm. And Around that time, I also got laid off as a graphic designer because uh, we went into our financial crisis. So that's when we had a recession. Yep. 
So it was like through this sort of pressure, you had, it's almost like you had to make a career change. I absolutely had to. Yeah. I remember trying to find work as a graphic designer and it was impossible Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. marketing took the biggest hit, like right off the bat and all of that. It usually does. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. So, yep. And it was perfect though. It was, it was amazing. I found my calling through Mm -hmm. adversity. But you could have gone into other types of photography, like wedding, which I'm sure wedding photography is big in Las Vegas, where one of the biggest like wedding venues there is or any places. Um, you could have gone into nature photography, you could have gone into food photography. Why specifically boudoir? You know, I'm just gonna say it. I think I've always had this sexy quality about myself. And I'm not gonna lie, it has been a curse in my life. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, being sexy is not always a good thing. You, you mm-hmm. are sometimes not taken seriously about mm-hmm. because of that. But um, mm-hmm. but I I can't help it. I exude sexy in all of my life, and it's not just sexy; it's sensuality, and and I mm-hmm. think that's paying attention to all of the senses and mm-hmm. seeing the beauty in life and t- being turned on by it. You know, mm-hmm. that's me. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So yeah, I just was naturally drawn to sexy, a sexy form of photography. So that brings us to my next question. What, what does it mean to be sexy? Because I think you and I fall in the same category. I too exude sex appeal. And yeah. it actually took, it took until I um, did the, my boudoir photography shoot with you that I finally decided to embrace it because there's a part of me that tended to a huge part of me that tended to actually suppress that because there's this wonderful word called slut Mm -hmm. that we often use to label women like you and I. We're sexy, but we're also single. We're available. So therefore we must be sluts because we do embrace life and we are very sensual women and we do, you know, we're just naturally sexy women. So Let's get rid of, let's pretend this the word slut doesn't exist. Let's pretend like there are no um, bad stereotypes about being sexy. When you just, you, you're talking to like this average woman, what, how do you bring out that sexiness in her, in your subject, in the person you're, you're photographing? Um, how do you convey to her what sexiness is and how are you bringing it out in her? Well, I've told you this before, and I say this all the time to people because I feel like we have this kind of weird positivity movement that is not completely um, accurate, Mm -hmm. um, where we tell people that everything is within you. And yes, we have everything within us, but Mm -hmm. self-esteem is not just what we believe in ourselves. It can also be what's reflected back to us. So I help women to see how sexy and beautiful they are by reflecting it back to them. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, by capturing the beauty and the sexiness I see in them and Mm -hmm. coaching them through the way and encouraging it out of them, which, look, I get clients that are single, I get clients that are in relationships, and I'm going to tell you the sexiest women, the women that own it the most are the ones who have adoring husbands who are constantly encouraging that sexiness within them in a genuine manner. And they Mm -hmm. feel loved and adored. And oh my God, they just come in with relaxed shoulders that are held back, their necks elongated, and this just relaxed, happy look in their 
their mm-hmm. eyes. Mm-hmm. So I can see it every time. And, and I get confirmation from their husbands, mm-hmm. you know, when I, when I'm fortunate enough to meet them, but usually they're the ones securing the shoot for their wives and the wives are doing it for out of gratitude for their husbands, mm-hmm. making them feel so beautiful. And mm-hmm. Oh, there's a quote. There's a quote that I'm thinking of Esther Perel. She is my favorite therapist. Mm-hmm. She's mm-hmm. one of my favorite thought leaders. Um, she says that, you know, uh, men get turned on by turning us on, but women get turned on by being the turn on. So I, you, you're making me think of a friend of mine mm-hmm. who is interested, who, she's one of the ones who expressed an interest in book, booking a boudoir photography shoot with you. And she has an adoring husband. He is so adoring. He posts pictures of her on his social media oh. just to be like, and she owns her own business. Mm-hmm. He works for her Wow. and it does not emasculate him at all. Mm-hmm. and he is so proud of her. So he's either posting oh. pictures of her because she's beautiful or he's posting pictures because he's proud of her because she maybe got a new client or she achieved something, you know, with her business. She hit some sort of milestone. And basically all he does is brag about his wife. Well, I'm telling you, that's a red flag for me, not him, but mm-hmm. it's a red flag for me now when I'm dating, when a man mm-hmm. doesn't seem to want any photos with me, doesn't mm-hmm. want to show me off in any way. Um, mm-hmm. I dated someone like that and I, I, I even asked him, don't you want boudoir photos of me? Like I'm a boudoir photographer. And he was like, yeah. well, are you going to be doing like pornographic things in it? Cause otherwise, no, I don't really care. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. And so Rude. I'm like, okay, these are people who don't appreciate me that don't see what they have in front of them. Mm-hmm. And I don't want that in my life. I want somebody to allow me to be sexy and and to appreciate that. And also I've had men who, you know, he, I wasn't sexy enough for him, strangely mm-hmm. enough, but I've had men that I'm too sexy for that will be like, are you sure you weren't in porn before? Because I make a noise <gasps> in bed. Oh my God. I get that too. I get the whole, <laughs> are you a porn star? Are you, you know, yeah, because of sex. I always get that, um, you know, and actually my ex-husband who knew I was for sure I wasn't a porn star. <laughs> My ex-husband used to always tell me, fucking you was like fucking a porn star. He'd never fucked a porn star, but I think what he was saying was fucking you was like what I imagine it would be like to fuck a porn star. Well, I mean, so, that could be a compliment too. I but, took it as a compliment. I yeah. still take it as a compliment. When And then now that I'm single and I, I have sex with a man, and then if there's you know a, a second date or a second time that we have sex, I do get that talk where it's like, so tell me the truth. Are you a porn star? And I'm like, okay, look, I know you jack off to porn. You would know if I'm a porn star. Like, have you ever seen me in a porn? No, you know? Uh, um, so I, I get that too. I still actually, Stacey, I gotta tell you, I still take it as a compliment because I think porn stars are hot. And if, if you think that I'm so exciting that I am porn star level when you fuck me, like uh-huh. to me, that's a compliment. Well, there is a compliment and there's an insult. And the one that was like, are you sure you weren't in porn? That was definitely an insult because mm-hmm. he just, he could not handle it. He could not. Mm-hmm. And, and honestly, I don't want to be compared to a porn star. Like maybe I'm more skilled, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> That's a good thing. But for me, I don't see the connection in porn mm-hmm. with sex yeah. that I want in real life. And so if somebody's mm-hmm. comparing me to a porn star, I'm feeling like I'm not connecting with them. 
in mm-hmm. my most intimate moments. And so I, I feel like that's a failure. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, okay. So going back a- again to the couples and the adoring husband. So have you ever encountered this? Cause I'm encountering this again with women who are interested in booking you and having their boudoir photography shoot. So for me, I'm either encountering women like my friend who has the adoring husband, or I'm encountering women who has an adoring husband, but she refuses to accept that she's sexy. She refuses to accept that he sees her as sexy. She has such body image issues and just doesn't really, I don't know, for whatever reason, I'm like, your husband is telling you that he wants you to do this boudoir photography shoot. He's telling you he wants you to wear lingerie in bed. He's telling you he sees a sexy woman. Why aren't you accepting that? Have you encountered that woman as one of your subjects? And how do you bring her to come to accept how beautiful and wonderful she is? Well, I think that's a woman who is taking in what society is telling us we need to be. And that's mm-hmm. perfect. And mm-hmm. perfection is not attainable, usually, mm-hmm. for the average mm-hmm. person. Um, so it's hard to see when we look in the mirror, when somebody's telling us we're perfect to them, that we're perfect when every other message we're getting is we're not good enough. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. Um, but I think what helps those women is when they see the end result of their photos, they go through the whole experience with us and they get dolled up. We pamper them. And then I help pose them so that they see how their bodies look from the best angles, from the best poses. Um, and, And they're being encouraged. And also somebody else is saying, Hey, I like what I see. Like you're a beautiful human being. You need to own this. Um, and then they see the final product and they're like, whoa, that really is me. I, now I get it. Thank you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Do you find more reward in those moments? That woman who didn't see herself in the way that you saw her and the way that her husband sees her. And then she gets those prints and then all of a sudden she's blossomed into a different woman. Like, is is that probably, I would think that's more rewarding than, I mean, it's great. The woman who has the adoring husband, but the one who has, who's still like a hiding and doesn't realize that she's a butterfly, but then she's just sort of becomes this butterfly and spreading her wings after seeing her photos. I imagine that's got to be extremely rewarding. Oh my gosh. It's so rewarding. I mean, these women are so appreciative. I mean, these experiences are tear inducing. Um, Mm -hmm. It's just, it's special to them. It's special to me. And their husbands are so full of gratitude that somebody was able to help his, you know, their wives see what they saw in them the whole time. And not to mention, they get the benefits, the husbands end up benefiting from this, because when you feel good about your body, you're more open to giving of your body to Mm -hmm. the person you love. So yeah, to getting rid of those inhibitions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can only imagine how good that must make you feel when that happens. And you and I had a moment last season on episode six, when I brought you back and we talked about boudoir photography, we talked about hand jobs. So that was a fun episode, but we had our moment because I was telling you how much it transformed me, you know, my whole session with you. And I've got these three beautiful nudie pics of me in my bedroom. Yes. 
that by the way, other men will slide into my DMs like on social media and be like, you know, I'd love to see those topless photos. And I'm like, fuck you, dude, never going to happen. But um, those photos are for me, you know? Yes. And um, I wake up every morning to them and I go to sleep every night looking at them and I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm fucking hot and I am sexy. And I think what it is, Stacey, is like we just talked about the word slut. The, those pictures that you took of me, I don't see a slut. Mm-mm. I see this really, like you were talking about earlier, about the uh, the beauty of the of a woman's body and you know the artistry behind it. And I don't see a slut in these pictures, even though she's naked and even though she has no inhibitions and even though she's dolled up and wearing fucking red lipstick. You know, I see a beautiful, powerful, sexy woman. So that. Even those times when a fuckboy hurts my feelings or, you know, maybe I matched with somebody and we had a great conversation, but the next day I've seen he's unmatched with me on the app, you know, even those moments where something happens because of somebody, somebody, they're uh, another person's sort of opinion of me or, you know, whatever changed. I'm not going to let it get me down when I get to look at these beautiful pictures of me and see how amazing and sexy and wonderful I am. And I'm not going to let it knock my confidence. And you really did truly help to transform me, which is why I had to bring you back. And of course, we've already cried about this on on episode six. We're not crying again, Stacey. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Oh, my gosh. Well, you know, I had a moment today. I I felt like my confidence was really down and... Mm -hmm. uh, And, you know, I don't have real (laughs) boudoir photographs of myself. I've done them of myself. I let a photographer friend who's amazing take Mm -hmm. a couple of me. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, I I will also do something like I I save compliments Mm -hmm. into Mm -hmm. a, uh, you know, a note on my on my iPhone. Uh And so when I need a boost, I can go in and I can look at what people have said about me that that were really kind, you know, that's a great tip. So you save compliments Mm -hmm. and you put it into a note. And when you're feeling like shit, you go back and look over these and remind yourself of how wonderful and incredible and amazing you are. Yeah. And I think it's the exact same thing with boudoir photographs. You know, Mm -hmm. you could see yourself at your best. Yes. It's like the Hollywood version of you, but Mm -hmm. that's, still you. You have that inside of you every day. You just have to look at that photo. And it's so much easier than reading a list. Um, And remember that that's that's Mm -hmm. you and it's all within you. Well, so what I really wanted to do is pick your brain and, you know, based on your expertise, like, what can we do? Like, how do we bring out our inner boudoir photography model? Ooh. On a daily basis. Um, and I and I really want to angle this conversation towards single women. Like, I'm going on a first date. Mm-hmm. How do I connect with that that saucy, sultry, inner boudoir photography model who who has no inhibitions, who embraces her sexiness, um, who is emboldened, who is empowered? How do I bring her out? And I love the idea of the notes mm-hmm. because I think that brings us to self-talk. Yes. So what is that sort of self-talk I should be having with myself as I look at myself in the mirror, as I'm putting on my makeup, getting dolled up, ready for my first date? What should I be saying to myself? And it's probably the exact same thing I should be saying to myself prior to taking a boudoir photography sh- uh, <laughs> photo shoot. Yeah. Well, I have been doing mantras or mantras uh, mm-hmm. throughout this year. 
And I find them to be very helpful. Um, I'll do them every morning. And one of my favorites is that I say is I am a beautiful woman who basks in both strength and femininity. And another one is I am lovable. Oh, oh my God. You're making me want to cry. I love both of those. I know. Oh God. <laughs> See, now you're going to start crying too. Stacey, we cry too much on our episodes. <laughs> hey, we're going through a pandemic. We're allowed to cry, laugh. And we're drinking. And we're drinking. Now's a good time to take a good, a good hit off your drink right now. Yeah. But so I do those and, um, you know, usually I'll do them sitting in, you know, on the floor. I don't know why I'm drawn to the floor for that. And I actually bought a meditation pillow for it. Um, and it's better if you can say them out loud, but lately, since I have all this free time on my hands, I have Mm -hmm. been going to a labyrinth and I, I, I walk like two miles towards it. And then I walk this circle and I play my mantras in, uh, you know, on my phone, I recorded them. So smart. Yeah. And I play them until I get to the middle Mm -hmm. and then I turn it off and I start just kind of saying it out loud or if there are people around, I say it in my, in my head. Um, Mm -hmm. And I try to feel how it feels to really believe those things. Mm -hmm. I mean, I really do believe these things. It's just society, life experiences, Mm-hmm. try to knock them out of you on a daily basis. So it's just a good reminder that yes, this is still me. I am lovable. I am a beautiful woman who is both strong and feminine. Would you say that's what sexiness kind of boils down to is self-love? Is a woman embracing those qualities about her that that make her wonderful and beautiful and lovable? Yes, it's um, owning it. You own that, and um, it's the way you hold yourself, um, the way you present yourself to the world, the way you experience everything that you encounter, um, the way you look people in the eyes, the way you smile. Uh, just the way you move your body and the way you slow everything down to enjoy it. Yes. Okay. So we, we've cut. So I, I think obviously we need a good um, basis emotionally and mentally to get to that point where we feel sexy. But now you are talking about your physical body. You're saying how to move, how to look someone in the eye, um, you know, how to um, just sort of present yourself, as you said. So what are your tips there? Like, I know when I went through the session with you, the boudoir photography session, you did have, I mean, you had all these great, like you said, coach, you are a coach. You coached me through all of it. You showed me how to arch my back, engage your core. Like anytime I was sort of losing it, you'd be like, engage your core. And I'd be like, engaging, you know, uh, shoulders back, um, chin up, that kind of thing, tits out. <laughs> um, <laughs> what are those like, Okay, I, I show it for a first date. I walk into the room like, how should I be presenting myself to this man that I'm interested in and basically use my body to send him the message of I'm one sexy motherfucker and you better fucking respect me. How do I use my body to convey whatever story it is or whatever message it is that I want to send to him. Well, I think the first thing you have to do is before you enter that room, you check in with yourself. 
and mm-hmm. you get present, you get mindful, and you consider how am I feeling right now? And if you're feeling anxious, you reset that to no, I'm feeling confident, I, I have got this. And you imagine what the story you want to tell is. And if you need to adopt an alter ego for that, you know, consider a uh, celebrity that you think is super sexy, um, mm-hmm. that you might idolize a little bit and kind of pretend that you are that person walking in the room. How would she do it? And then once you're walking, I'm not kidding, you have to slow everything down because when you're nervous, you are speeding up. So just concentrate on one foot in front of the other, heel down, toe down, heel down, toe down, and feel how your hips sway, how your shoulders contort as your hips sway, Mm -hmm. and make eye contact as soon as you see him and hold it. And here's another thing, like I have my clients pretend to be a spy with sexy secrets. I call it spy eyes. You have said that. Yes. Explain <laughs> that whole spy with the sexy secret concept. Explain your spy eyes, please, because I love this. Okay. So a long time ago, I actually went out onto the strip and and, and asked men what they find sexy. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. And I said, you know, in a photo of a woman, and they were like direct eye contact, if she touches her body sensually, um, you know, slow movements, all of these Mm -hmm. beautiful things. Ah, they like a woman who's showing her personality, laughing, Mm -hmm. um, feeling confident and and joyous, really. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's also something I noticed with the husbands of my clients. They Mm -hmm. prefer photos totally opposite of their wives. They want the photos where it looks like she's enjoying herself and really Mm -hmm. in the moment. From all of that, And knowing that women need to get out of their heads during my shoot because we are so Mm -hmm. full of insecurities about ourselves. Mm -hmm. And that's totally Mm -hmm. natural. We all are. Um, I knew that to take them out of their heads, I had to put them into a character-driven story. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I came up with um, pretend you're a sexy or pretend you're a spy. Well, yeah, be a sexy spy with sexy secrets and project them Mm -hmm. into my camera. And that's what I call spy eyes. And if you look at yourself in the mirror and imagine you're a sexy spy with secrets, projecting them towards your uh, reflection, you'll see what happens. You kind of tense the muscles around your eyes, but mm-hmm. it's very flirtatious. I love that tip, <laughs> especially for like a first date. I love the idea of a woman rehearsing that sexy spy eye in the mirror prior to her going out. Like I think, I think all of us, like, we should all do a challenge, okay? We're all going to do Sexy Spy <laughs> Eyes Challenge right now. Yes! And let's start rehearsing that in the mirror. And let's fucking take photos and put it on Instagram and be like, here's our Sexy Spy Eyes. Oh. And be sure to tag Hot Shots. It's uh, on Instagram, your, your Hot Shots, right? H-A-U-T-E-S-H-O-T-S. Yes, I love this. And you know what? I posted a photo today on my Facebook page. Yes, um, you did. <laughs> I thought we were doing video. (laughs) And so I got all ready. And I was like, I'm taking a photo of this because this is like not a normal occurrence lately. But um, I posted it and some, this, this man I know, he was so sweet. He's like, every time you take a photo, it's like you, you project things through your eyes that could never be said. And that was the biggest compliment to me because that's what I try to get my clients to do is to project emotion and 
you know, what they're feeling and a little flirtation and playfulness mm -hmm. and yeah. So add that to your notes of compliments, please. <laughs> Because that is a great compliment. And that's exactly what we're talking about. We're exactly what we're talking about is using your eyes and projecting these sexy secrets, projecting your flirtation. Mm -hmm. So I really think we should all take up this challenge and do some selfies and have our little spy eyes out there. And let's tag hot shots in that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, speaking, uh, this is one of the things I actually want to ask you and get some tips on. Um, any tips for posing a, a sexy selfie, for posting a sexy selfie? Like, okay, so we, we've covered the eyes, but, you know, how, what lighting, oh. what angle, um, do I arch my back? And and to even um, extend this further, these sexy selfies are also thirst traps. And for you ladies who are newly single, uh, newly divorced, you're, you're just not hitting the scene. And I'm assuming a lot of people are hitting it now with the pandemic. I'm imagining lots of divorces are being filed right now. Oh God. Um, so a thirst trap, ladies, is when you post a sexy selfie on social media and you do it specifically to buy for the attention of somebody that maybe you've already been talking to or flirting with. Um, it's always worked for me. Anytime that there's just that first initial flirtation or maybe we just now started following each other on Instagram. I can tell he's got a thing for me. I definitely have a thing for him. I will definitely post a thirst trap within 24 hours <laughs> only to find him falling for it and DMing me and us having a conversation. So that's basically what a thirst trap is. And Stacey, what are your tips for those sexy selfies and those thirst traps? Well, take 1 million different shots. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, but definitely take like 20 because yeah. the, the lens on our iPhones are not the most flattering or, no. and they do not give an accurate representation of what we really look like. Um, mm -hmm. So you definitely want to be able to find your best angles and the best lighting. And the best light, I usually will walk to an open window during Ooh. the daytime so that it's just mm -hmm. kind of flat, even, beautiful lighting across me. It, there are no harsh shadows or highlights. Um, mm. So that's, that's tip number one. Or you can use a light, uh, but I find daylight is the most flattering. I agree. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Daylight. Um, but we should plan it out is basically what you're saying. Yeah. Because you, you so, so ladies, plot out enough time. Like if you're on your way to go meet your friends or you're on your way, some, like that's not enough time. You don't want to be rushed. Like if you're setting up a thirst trap, you actually have to plot this out. And Stacy's right. You have to take multiple photos. So you're going to need a bank of time and you're going to need a bank of time with good lighting coming in through the window. So you don't want to do this like right before sunset. Like, you know, we want shaded, we want sort of shaded filtered light. Am I right, Stacy? Um, well, if I'm shooting outdoors, I will look for shaded, uh, mm -hmm. filtered light. Yes. But like indoors, yeah. if you're right in front of a window, I mean, of course, if the, if the sun is shining directly into you, that's going to be pretty harsh lighting. Okay. So yeah, yeah. like find a, a window where it's just even soft light and you mm -hmm. can walk through your house, literally walk through your house, holding the phone on your face to see how mm -hmm. it's, um, affecting. Yes affecting all of that. So which is why we should have that time because you can't do it within a five minute time span. You're not going to be able to set up a, a good sexy selfie or a thirst trap within five minutes. Like you really actually have to invest some time into this. And it sounds silly, but I mean, the reward is such a big payoff when you have 
that really sexy, pretty picture. It is. You know, especially if it's one that's going to get you the attention that you're looking for. Yeah. And by the way, it's okay to seek attention. Like we all need attention as human beings. Like I get so mad when people shame people for posting selfies. It's, Mm -hmm. it's really unfair. We we just want to know that we exist and we are acknowledged and valued as human beings. And where should we angle the camera? Should it be low? Should it be centered? Should it be high? I, okay. So there are a few different thoughts on this for me. Um, I do feel like high up can convey submission. Low submission? Down, yes, low down can convey more power. However, I think the most flattering and also for women, it's okay to show a little submission, um, mm-hmm. is above. It's going to hide any neck issues. Um, mm-hmm. The light will be more flattering. Yeah, so, yeah. I feel like single straight men are the worst at taking selfies. They are they are so I don't, horrible. I don't think I've ever seen a single straight man post anything even close to a thirst trap. Oh, <laughs> it's it's bad, bad, bad. Yeah. Okay, but for women, that. when we're when we're posting our thirst thirst traps, what about the cleavage factor? Is there such a thing as showing too much boob? Well, um, <laughs> It depends on who you're trying to attract. Mm-hmm. I think I th- or what you're trying to attract. Um, <laughs> you know, I, if I show too much cleavage, I'm going to get a lot of guys I'm not interested in. Mm-hmm. But I have to show a little bit of cleavage because it's who I am. You know, yeah. so yeah. But, but I like I like keeping some mystery. Um, for them to kind of figure out for themselves. But I also like to be like, Hey, this is still me. Like I do have cleavage mm-hmm. and uh, I'm into sexiness. I hope you are yeah. too. Yeah. So yeah. Um, but also angles. I wanted to get back to that because like I said, yes. where you follow yourself around with your phone around your house mm-hmm. to find the best light. Once you find the best light, you will move your phone around. Like, don't be in a rush. We're usually in a rush to take those photos, but just hover your phone around until you find the best angle to where you're like, oh, I like that. And if you're doing things with your, oh, don't forget to show personality. You really want to project your personality through your eyes. You don't want to be over the top. Mm -hmm. It's kind of a subtle thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And, oh, and you are allowed to use filters, but... I always scale those way down so that it still is a realistic portrait of me. Yeah. Not the Snapchat filter that completely diminishes like your pores. It makes it look like you have no pores. Yeah. Like I I hate those filters. Stacey, have you noticed that there are single straight men who are using those Snapchat filters on their uh, bios for dating apps? Well, I've noticed, but I'm really not on the dating apps anymore. But I would assume that it's going to get worse and worse. And I'm not. And you know, when I first brought this up, I don't remember who I brought it up to. I think it was another man, and he was like, "Oh yeah, those are those are like millennials, or those are guys like in their 20s." And I was like, "Uh uh-uh. uh, there are men in their fucking 40s and 50s using Snapchat filters on their profiles for dating apps. It's like so bizarre." Uh, well, like, you know what? Hey, if the women are doing it, they need to do it too. Whatever. 
like it's kind of an equal thing, I think, because I do see a lot of men saying, what's up with all the filters on you guys? Like, if you don't look like you look in your photos, I am, I'm walking out of the date. So I think that's who I brought it up to. I think it was a social media conversation where a, or a man was chastising women for doing that. And I was like, fuck you. You guys are doing it too. And I took forever to convince them to understand because obviously he didn't do it. So he didn't think that any other man did it. And I was like, oh, no, lots of straight men over 40 uh-huh. are using Snapchat filters oh my on their God. fucking bio pics, you know? Oh, oh my gosh. Right. Well, hey, hey, we've seen t- people turn them in. Them, turn themselves into celebrities that are like way younger, right? Like <laughs> <laughs> that is for sure too. But you're right. Like overdoing the filter is practically catfishing. You're practically catfishing at that point. Yes. So what I do, the best one I found is Snapseed, and they have a portrait mm-hmm. option, and it just mm-hmm. gives your face a little fill light. Mm-hmm. And um, it smooths the skin slightly and it makes the eyes pop a little more. But I do scale each one of those options down, 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 yeah. down. Even so though snap- they are subtle to begin with. But yeah, mm-hmm. I scale them down. So yeah. Snapseed is your tip. Mine is UCAM. Oh. Y-O-U-C-A-M. That's the app that I like to use. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, it's UCAM Perfect. And they have um, these portrait filters. And, and I like those too. And some of them are, are too done up mm-hmm. but there are some in there that you know um like you said kind of kind of smooths you out kind of gives you some good lighting and it's just it, it doesn't create that catfish moment you know it may, just enhances you but it doesn't make you look fake or, yeah. or fake anymore. I like yeah. that so that is important because I do feel like these are like HD settings they are bringing out all of our pores all of our wrinkles it does need a little tiny bit of enhancing so mm-hmm. yeah so I want to get back to one more point you made and, um, and you are part two of my being sexy series. Oh. So part one is when I interviewed, um, Lindsley Allen, who is a burlesque dancer and choreographer. Oh, love it. And, um, she brought up a point that you just brought up and that's about slow movement. Mm-hmm. Now she was talking about the physical, uh, movement and the art of dance and how burlesque dancing is just sort of a, a slow moving tease. And you have on multiple occasions during this interview have brought up moving slowly. Oh yeah. And I I think this is a great tip and this is especially exciting to me because you know me personally. (laughs) I'm not a slow mover. I really am a like, here are my tits. You know, I'm like, Here's it all out, um, which is not working to my benefit. Um, it's like you talked about earlier about attracting like the wrong kind of guy. And for me, it's attracting the wrong kind of treatment from men because I think we're all adults. And if I'm interested in a man, I should be able to walk up to him and I can tell he's interested in me. I should be able to walk up to him and go like, hey, let's fuck. Um, but that doesn't work for men. <laughs> so I'm having to learn how to slow my role and um, you seem to be really on top of that concept as well. So let's, let's talk about that. Let's talk about moving slowly. Um, the air of mystery, because you know, talk about spy eyes and, and sexy secrets. Mm-hmm. So I feel like you really are in tune to this idea of, you know, slowly revealing yourself to a man, making him earn it and, um, and remaining mysterious. What are your tips there? Well, <laughs> 
I am not always accomplished at making him earn it. Like, let's be real. Sometimes I'll recognize something in someone and I'll just go full force. But I, I like... I'm a very sensual person and I feel like I can't experience all of my senses if everything is rushed, you know, Mm -hmm. even sex, like go Mm -hmm. slow. I do not need a jackhammer there. Thank you very much. Like I can't feel anything that way. So, um, but I think, you know, going fast is, is a nervous condition and, you know, in some instances. And so you just want to slow it down, feel everything, be present and mindful. And with mm-hmm. dance, even, I think I really learned this from dance originally that you always pick up on like the slow tempo of a song. You, you catch that slow beat and you just move your hips slowly and you don't even really know how to know how to dance. If you know how to do this with the slow mm-hmm. beat, mm-hmm. you just move sensually swaying and with your walk slow it down let him mm-hmm. enjoy it and mm-hmm. they love that while he's watching you walk towards him and you're just kind of in slow motion feeling every movement so yeah and even yeah. with my shooting with in photography um i need them to move slowly so that i can mm-hmm. capture them correctly so cuz I, I i do have a control factor there where i know what i'm looking for and if I have them left to their own devices, it's just going to be like spraying and praying and having to go through too many images. So I pose them exactly how I want them. And it's all slow motion. So, yeah, because you did have me move, you know, like if you would pose me like maybe on the sofa or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I would have to maybe either I was turning my head or I was moving my hand. You would have me in movement, but you did have me go slowly See, it's and sensually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and also the way we touch ourselves and not even just self-pleasure, but, you know, pay attention to how are you touching yourself? Are you really experiencing when you brush your arm? Are you just whisking past it, but slow it mm-hmm. down and really just feel the sensations? It was like you said earlier about living in that moment and experiencing that moment, being present in that moment. Yes. That's everything for me. And it, it, mm-hmm. it goes with like, uh, just deeper experiences. I don't want shallow anything anymore. I want to really feel everything and connect more deeply. And I feel like that's the way to go. You slow it down and pay attention. Well, you definitely bring out in a boudoir photography shoot, that element of, um, being in the moment and having that deeper experience. Mm -hmm. So my wish for you is if you're not getting that in your romantic life, that you do get that. And I believe you will be attracting that because I believe that you're very focused on that. So it will be coming to you. I'm, if I can bless you in any magical way, that's how I am blessing you. Like may you have those deeper moments and connections because you, Stacy, have been giving that to us, your <sighs> photography subjects women. And, you know, you're making that impact on the world and on womanhood. And you deserve to be blessed in the same way. Oh, my God, that makes me want to cry again. Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> no more crying. Oh, Drink. <laughs> okay, right. No, thank you for that. Thank you. Because I, I often feel like I'm giving everybody what I want to receive. And, and mm-hmm. one day I'll, I'll get it too. So thank you for no. recognizing that. 
You will. And thank you for all of your tips. Thank you for making a return, even though I seem to make you cry. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. It's another experience. (laughs) I'm feeling deep emotions. That's always a good thing. Well, thank you again, Stacey. Thanks for coming back with your tips. Um, I can't wait for all of my friends to get back to uh, getting booked with you and your photography. So again, I want everyone to know where you can find Stacy, and that is at hoteshots.com, H-A-U-T-E-S-H-O-T-S.com. Thanks, Stacy. Thanks, Laura. Well, this is the end of part two of my three-part series, Being Sexy, for There Are No Nice Guys, a podcast about divorce, dating, sex, and what happens when single women realize there are no nice guys. I hope you enjoyed my interview with Stacey Frazier, boudoir photographer from Haute Shots, and her tips and her ideas her challenges and her recommended exercises and mantras so that you can come to a point where you are feeling and being sexy every fucking day. You deserve it. You're wonderful. You're amazing. You're lovable and you are sexy. So own it, feel it regardless of whether you're single or in a relationship, regardless of whether or not You are the sole person who adores you or there is an other person in your life who does adore you. Um, Those feelings of adoration can come from someone else, sure, and that's great. But there's no reason why those feelings can't come from within as well. So again, you know, think about applying these tips and ideas to your life. Uh, if you're single, set a thirst trap or two on social media, test that out. If you're in a relationship, hell, set a thirst trap up for your loved one. You know, send out that sexy selfie to uh, spark that person's interest. So when they come home to you at the end of the day, uh, you've got some nice romance going. Um, but I want you to really feel and embrace being sexy every day just for yourself, just because you deserve it. So there is a part three that you have to return for next week. Um, I am bringing on another friend. I call her Millie the Millennial because she is a millennial. And she's going to talk to us about using your voice to convey sex appeal and sexiness and spark an interest in the person that you're interested in. But she has worked as a phone actress and she has also really honed in on her talent for the art of storytelling. So we're going to talk about communicating sexiness and sparking someone's interest. So using your voice and telling a story and we've got tips and recommendations for that too. You definitely have to come back next week. Again, my name is Laura Coronado and I am your host for this podcast. As always, I thank you for listening 
And until we talk again, I hope you'll visit me at my website, thereareononiceguys.com. 